Whelan Presley and Van Hall Funeral Homes have been serving Quad City families and veterans for over 100 years. Whelan Presley is located in Rock Island, Milan, Reynolds, and Van Hall in East Moline, proudly supporting WQPT. Alternatives is a proud supporter of WQPT and has been serving our community for 40 years. Alternatives provides professional guidance to maintain independence and quality of life for older adults and adults with disabilities. Moline's mayor is promising a balanced vision, bright future. But what does that mean? We talk with the mayor about that in the cities. This week at the Vibrant Arena, Moline's mayor talked of the achievements of the last year and the plans for 2024. The theme is balanced vision, bright future. But much of that future depends on what the city decides to do with its newly reopened riverfront. Parcels of prime real estate now available with the new Interstate 74 bridge replacing the old one. We talked with Moline Mayor Sangeetha Rayapati as she gave her condition of the city address. So the state of the city is Balanced vision, bright future. What, what does that mean? Yeah, it means that in everything we do, we're trying to find a balance. We are making sure we have enough uh, funding for all the things, all the services we need to provide to citizens, but also um, making sure they have enough in their pocketbooks to pay for what they need to pay for. Um, and, you know, balancing what we do for businesses with what we do for our residents, um, all that economic incentive work. Um, and so, yeah, it's about striking a balance between how we uh, provide what we provide and, and what we're providing. We've got an awful lot to talk about because the mm -hmm. progress in Moline, I mean, this is an exciting time to be a part of this yeah. city, uh, not just the downtown, but some other aspects of the city. And I want to talk about that. But let's start with the downtown area. Mm -hmm. um, feedback on an ongoing survey has just been completed. Uh, citizens have been able to uh, uh, go on the internet and give their opinion of, of what they'd like to see at downtown. Now it's going to uh, the group that's kind of coordinating it. Yeah. They're going to give you a report in late spring and early summer. So tell me a little bit about the feedback you've gotten because you've had these listening yeah. posts, you know what a lot of people, a lot of stakeholders have said. What did you walk away with so far as far as downtown? Yeah, I walked away knowing that people want something from all of the plans, right? <laughs> that there's there's something attractive about each one of the big ideas. Um, I think they mostly focus on big idea one and two um, and that ha caters a lot to, toward active engagement. Um, and also uh, making sure that the Spiegel building is incorporated in that somehow so that when you go to downtown, you can experience something along the river and then also maybe go get something to eat as well and, and, and turn that into a really wonderful regional attraction. So that's a big takeaway is this can't just be another park in the city. This has to have amenities that are regional attractions. Um, and so that requires... Um, the willingness to take some risk with some of the ideas, right? And uh, a calculated risk, though. Things Very we know seldom does a city have 12 acres <laughs> in the heart of the community that is 
you know, you, you have full utilities under it, maybe a little mm -hmm. older, but they're there. This is really an amazing piece of property. Mm -hmm. It's it's why the, the city council has been very serious about property acquisition, because we need that control to be able to sort of, as the city administrator likes to say, wipe away all of the grid, right? All of the streets that you see there or, or um, in the past and, and have a blank slate to really put in what is a regional destination. Now, let's go back to the Spiegel building for one moment because mm -hmm. there was the discussion of making that into kind of a culinary uh, uh, center. Is, is that still the plan or was that pretty much the idea it's, phase? It's still part of the process. There's some really wonderful coordination, thanks to Alex Elias at Renew Moline, um, with our partners, MKSK and New Venture Advisors that specialize in food halls and really um, examining that for all of its potential and what will really pay off. Um, but but we know there's because room for you, it already. When you say pay off, because mm -hmm. not only would that be a local amenity, you see it as more of a regional draw? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been to food halls across the country um, and we've studied it in terms of planning um, and, and talked to the developers, especially when I was a part of the Mayor's Institute um, on City Design this past fall. Um, and they really are wonderful regional attractions if you can do them correctly. Have you been on the roof of that building? Yes. <laughs> and there would be a restaurant or there'd be a gathering space on the roof? That's in some of the initial I ideas. I want phases. to ask you about yeah. the view. Uh, yeah, the view is amazing. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> but you know, the view is amazing from the Kone Tower. And that's another piece of this puzzle that it's been really interesting to see what MKSK has brought forward as, as um, ideas for that tower. That is a fascinating building too, because mm -hmm. I was up there when uh, the uh, dedication that you had on the I-74 mm -hmm. bridge, and I was able to look down from there. And actually the building, the base of the, oops, the, base of the building itself mm -hmm. is so big. There's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of real estate right there mm -hmm. that people may not realize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's going to be really amazing when it's all finished, but we, you know, we are doing our due diligence, not only with the folks that are in this business and giving us advice, and um, especially advice about how to pay for it, but we, we have started a um, special capital projects fund because we don't want to adversely impact our community by all of a sudden having, you know, multi-million dollar projects that really have to get off the ground so that we don't have, as you said, 12 acres of developable land doing nothing for us or for the regional and local economy. So that preparation, that economic preparation has been taking place. I'm excited um, and very thankful for that. You know how painful it was like Fifth Avenue with the reconstruction, you know, mm -hmm. some of the construction that's been going on. But now do you see that? And I think I, I know the answer to this is that that really paved the way to what's going to develop from this point forward. In other words, there was pain there, but it's going to grow into something. Oh, I think that's how it always is, right? Is that there's, you've got to make room for the next thing to pay off. And, and um, sometimes that's a short time span and sometimes it's a little longer. But yeah, I'm very proud of what's happening on Fifth Avenue as well and some of the cross streets. So I really think that the heart of the arts concept that ULI uh, proposed way back in the April of 21, um, is actually happening organically on, in that cross-section of downtown. When I remember two takeaways from their report that really stuck with me, one was 
way too much asphalt, too many parking lots. The other one was way too many empty storefronts. Um, and, and that the key is uh, beautifying the area, but also supporting uh, small businesses. Uh, and then you look at what's going on with the Carnegie Library right now. Mm -hmm. And I also know um, uh, the uh, Spokeyard Retail wants the old uh, mm -hmm. uh, warehouse on River Drive. These are smaller venues, smaller creative ideas. Yeah. That's what you love seeing, don't you? Is, 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 oh, absolutely. Is, is the entrepreneur that's taking over. Yes, that we know that the backbone of towns like Moline and and places like the Quad Cities or the Illinois Quad Cities is that small business entrepreneur. Um, we can try to attract you know some of those larger companies, and it's a lot harder. But by growing our own um, and and focusing in on what small business incentives we can provide, um, that's that's part of our goal is to continue to to help them. Growing your own brings me to Power Instrument. Mm -hmm. uh, Power Instrument's looking for $22.6 million investment, mm -hmm. basically really expanding their property. How exciting is something like that? Because that's a quiet little company that's been there forever mm -hmm. and that people may not even realize. Yeah, that, that's why I had a representative from Power speak at the State of the City this morning, uh, among along with two other speakers, because the opportunity that they are providing for the city and its residents um, for employment uh, and, and all the ancillary economic activity that comes with a company like that um, doing so much export business, that's amazing. Um, to keep those jobs here on the Illinois side of the Quad Cities is, is amazing. And I'm so thankful to our staff and to the folks at PAR for really sticking it out and working over the course of this year and, and a little bit longer to make sure we could um, come to agreements uh, to, to make their expansion happen. And their expansion is possible partly because of, of TIF monies. Yes. Moline was really proud of eliminating some of its TIF districts uh, mm -hmm. over, over the course of a period of time. And, and I know the city was worried about creating new ones or the future of TIF districts because it does kind of take tax dollars away from the rest mm -hmm. of the city. You're still comfortable with the way the TIF districts are run in the city? Yes, because we've moved to a much more of a project-based TIF uh, idea, and um, that's contemporary usage of TIFs. Um, it, you don't take wide swaths of, of a city anymore and, and um, create TIFs. And so, yeah, we're targeting more, and that is allowing us to feel comfortable with what we're doing um, in order to to provide incentives for business development. Because correct me if I'm wrong, you were with the school district, of course, as school board president. Mm -hmm. Didn't TIF districts take money basically from the school district? Yeah, that they are one of the taxing bodies that is impacted. But of course, we have regular meetings with all of those bodies to let them know what's going on, to let them know the status of our TIFs. Um, and uh, yeah, and we didn't have uh, pushback on these couple very focused TIF projects because they they benefit the city in the long run. Manufacturing yeah. jobs are so hard to mm -hmm. find and create to retain is amazing, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Let's talk about the other side of downtown, Mikado. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when they when they first started as that seed, what, mm -hmm. 10, 15 years ago, who would have thought that it would have been such a driving force in the heart of Moline mm -hmm. and continues to be so, not only with some brick and mortar, but also just the spirit of the life um, and, and bringing people downtown to celebrate. How important has that been oh, to the city? It's immensely important. I'm so thankful for Maria Antiveros and her vision for that area um, and and the shared work that the city's done with Mercado and Fifth. And um, 
I'm, I'm so glad to see how far it's come. I actually had a student singing there just the last couple um, days. That was her own gig she found. But, uh, you know, it's, it's an amazing cultural expression and communities need those outlets. Uh, uh, people's identities are crafted in multiple ways. And um, whether you are Hispanic or not, it, th it's wonderful for everyone to have an opportunity to be a part of that expression and more. Isn't that actually like almost an essential part of that downtown is that you, you could do all the bricks and mortar, but you really do want to draw people downtown and you want to create a certain life, a certain experience. Mm -hmm. And this just kind of, you, you, all you have to do is build on this. Yeah, exactly. That there's Not that that's easy. No, no, no. And it takes time, right? It takes time and it takes positive experiences. And I would say, you know, Atlas Collective at the other end of Fifth Avenue is providing another kind of experience that appears to be going well. You know, a bookstore with book clubs and affinity groups that, that visit and includes a coffee shop. I mean, those third spaces for people to gather are so important in the post-pandemic world, right? Um, that we really, really need those. And I'm very thankful for those anchor experiences. You were able to hire a new public works director, uh, Denver Schmidt. So now all department head positions are filled yeah. in Moline. Mm -hmm. That's no small accomplishment. It was quite a transition. A lot of people left positions. They've now been filled. What does that speak to for Moline? I mean, do you, do you think that it's a fresh start? There's new ideas, new eyes. Um, how do you see this working well, now? It's all of the above. I, I think it really says that the leadership style I provide and my colleagues provide, and uh, especially City Administrator Vitas provides, um, is part of the reason for that success, is that uh, the way we manage um, uh, city council work along with what is city work, right, and uh, sort of keep those lanes clear and uh, respect professional opinion, but also ask questions. And really, it's a collaborative leadership style, really, is what this is, and, and what allows for folks to, to want to be in Moline and contribute to its success. One of the areas, of course, that the city always does is it has strategic goals. And, mm -hmm. and one of the things that I saw that you had listed is that at this point, 50% of your strategic goals have been met right now. Which ones in particular were the most important, most significant? Oh, goodness. Out of 83 or 84, th that is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to sort through. I, I think anything that is related to shoring up our economic situation has been important. But on the resident service delivery side, everything related to capital improvements, um, we are honed in on fixing our road network. Um, we paid for a study, the Pavement Condition Index, to tell us what we needed to do to, to, to accomplish that. And the strategic plan is helping to accomplish that. Um, so there's a lot to be proud of, but those infrastructure dollars and, and the focus on those projects, they end up providing services for, for our residents that um, helps us reduce deferred maintenance helps us correct maybe some errors in the past. Um, and, and so it's just really lovely to see that um, the oars are rowing in the right direction, as they say, and the ship has turned a, a good corner and we're getting a lot accomplished. So what do you see as the 50% of the goals that you really want to tackle first? 
Oh, goodness. Well, we're, I, you have to think of it this way. We're kind of whittling down that strategic <laughs> sure, plan into things that, you know, getting a broadband provider in addition to the one we had was huge. And, and that's wrapping up this summer. The, the, the park, um, Riverside Riverslide, um, and the pool improvements, that was huge. And that's also opening this summer. Uh, there's a lot that there's a lot that's coming to fruition in 2024. I did want to yeah. talk about the uh, Riverside River yeah. slide, which is not easy for me to say. <laughs> it's not tripping off the uh, tongue as well. That was a $6 million plus mm -hmm. investment. Um, that is a huge investment, but it's an amenity that you believe that the city needs and deserves? Oh, absolutely. There is nothing about the residents of our community that's different than any other community that deserves an amenity. Um, we, not everyone can cross a bridge to go to uh, a pool. Not everyone can cross town to go to a pool. Kids can ride their bikes um, on especially all of our bike paths, uh, multimodal paths that we've been installing to get to safe places where they can spend their summers. Um, and, and so it's an amenity that we were willing to pay for, but we were really smart about that price tag. We, we had some reserves, we added it to kind of basically a down payment so that we were not paying um, over a long course of time, paying back that, those funds. Um, and, and so I'm really proud that we were able to, to manage that so well. One area that people are concerned as far as development is concerned, of course, is South Park Mall. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's always going to be on your radar. Yep. It's such a huge chunk. It used to be the biggest uh, mm -hmm. property tax generator for the city of Moline. Um, in the past, you've been very happy with the ownership of the company, which has made promises for improvements. What do you see as the future five years down the road then for South Park Mall well, area? I might recharacterize my feelings. I think I... Uh, I allowed room for them to share with us what they thought could work, um, even though we had already shared from the minute I took office in 2021, um, we shared ideas for what we thought needed to happen there. I think what you're seeing is a zombie mall, which is a mall, um, and this has happened across the country, where um, owners appeal their evaluations year after yeah. year, um, this is why we withdrew that TIF. It was not helping us at all. Um, they, there was no investment, uh, real heavy investment from the ownership. And so um, I began to reach out for information on what, what more we could do, especially when we're not the owners. So I think we're at a place now where we're ready to talk with the owners again um, about uh, what we see and what we need and, and see where we go from taking it um, to a, from a burden to something that can be a benefit. Is there studies then underway? Because it is private property, but I'm sure you have a ton of ideas. Well, I, I participated, as I mentioned, in the Mayor's Institute on City Design, and they chose out of the three potential projects, the mall project as one for me to present on. And they had experts from across the country um, on land development um, who were able to weigh in on ideas for this, given the realities of that, that parcel of land and the buildings there. Um, and then they follow it up with two alumni advising meetings with uh, two chosen experts. So we had an expert that um, specializes in mall redevelopment um, that's out of Georgia. And we had an expert in um, land use development out of Fairfax, Virginia. And they were extremely helpful in encouraging us to restart those conversations um, and, and know what we're looking for and um, having some more ideas for Mace Ridge. 
Because the whole thing is that is private property. Right. But on the other hand, as you would characterize it as a zombie mall, mm -hmm. you don't want it to go into disrepair and just be broken concrete. Right. That I mean, that term zombie mall is something I got from the folks at MICD. Um, they, uh, it's a pattern across the country where there's disinvestment um, to the point that cities get frustrated and want to purchase the property. I really hope we don't end up in that position because certainly we're we're heavily focused on the downtown and, and other places we need to spend our money. But it's possible that we can um, put a lot of really um, thoughtful heads together and see what we can work out to Amazing. change the situation. <laughs> Amazing pendulum swing for a history of a community where downtown was the heart, then it moved there, and now it's mm -hmm. moving back to downtown. The other thing, of course, is housing. Um, mm -hmm. It's always been such a tough thing for Moline because it is landlocked in so many different mm -hmm. ways. And I think I ask you this every single time I get a chance <laughs> to talk to you. Affordable housing is so critically important. Um, wh what in that area is still being developed for Moline? Well, you know, we're, we're trying to make sure we partner with as many people as possible. And I mentioned um, in the State of the City address that we have about 126 units that will come to fruition with the current projects in the pipeline. Um, that's a mix of market rate and affordable housing. Um, and that's really the secret. I mean, working with partners who can help finance these projects or who know where the financing is, that's, that's our key. It is um, sometimes an uneven playing field for getting residential done on this side of the river compared to the other side of the river. So our staff is, um, knows that this is a major priority for this council um, to really chip away at the numbers when, when we know we have over a thousand people on the, the waiting list for Moline Housing Authority we know we need to work really hard. So there's a lot of ways to look at it, whether it's the financing and the partnerships or it's zoning and um, other creative city planning. Um, but, but we'll get there. We'll just keep working on it. Talk about money balance budget uh, mm -hmm. under $150 million. Uh, a lot of that had to do with increased reevaluations. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's where a lot of the tax dollars that uh, have increased in the cities uh, in Rock Island, Moline came from. Um, which is great news, of course. Uh, on the other hand, residents saw increased fees for wastewater and stormwater and sanitation. That stuff just isn't getting any cheaper, is it? No, and, and you know, the, part of that was some of those fees and those enterprise funds had not been raised for over 20 years. Uh, you can't have an enterprise fund that is supposed to fund itself without keeping up with the costs. So those are just realities we were not willing to kick down the, the road any further. Um, so we needed to get those enterprise funds in order. We also um, were shifting from a tax situation where you don't have much control to a fee situation where you can control some of those costs for how much you're using your water and how much you're using your ele electricity. Um, but we still continue to look for ways we can reduce the burden on the public. And that's why we're, we're focused on a, a large solar project that um, through the, the financing of that and the, uh, how that all works, there's a potential for us to be able to reduce costs for residents quite a bit. Um, and at the same time as I say all that, we are very proud that this year's budget has a tax levy rate that is the lowest since 1990. So while evaluations have grown, we've tried to be very balanced in what we're pulling off of that growth. 
um, and, and drive down that levy rate because that does matter in the long run. Our thanks to Moline Mayor Sangeetha Rayapodi. Jonathan Turner is just as comfortable behind a computerized keyboard as he is behind a musical one. An accomplished journalist and writer, Jonathan joined us on the stage of Moline's Black Box Theater to perform one of his originals. Here's Jonathan Turner with Just a Midwest Boy. Just a Midwest boy and a Jersey girl Alone in New York, alone in the world Night after night the boy and girl wondered If they'd ever find the one Or would their hungry hearts be forever born to they thought, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? To share with me the rest of my life. Just a Midwest boy and a Jersey girl. One day they met online They got the feelings on With the touch of a mouse they clipped Got together the very next day The date she was born On their date she was reborn to stay She felt, I found you
Jonathan Turner with Just a Midwest Boy, performed at Moline's Black Box Theater. On the air, on the radio, on the web, on your mobile device, and streaming on your computer, thanks for taking some time to join us as we talk about the issues on the cities. and Van Ho Funeral Homes have been serving Quad City families and veterans for over 100 years. Whelan Presley is located in Rock Island, Milan, Reynolds, and Van Ho in East Moline, proudly supporting WQPT. Alternatives is a proud supporter of WQPT and has been serving our community for 40 years. Alternatives provides professional guidance to maintain independence and quality of life for older adults and adults with disabilities.